Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, fellow football fan. Welcome to the home of football, a podcast powered by 433. The USA will travel to the World Cup in Qatar with the youngest squad of the tournament. After missing out on the 2018 World Cup, the team went through a massive overhaul. DeAndre Yetlin is the last man standing from the squad who went to the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. The USA now has a very interesting team full of promising young players who haven't yet reached their full potential, such as Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Weston McKenney, Tyler Adams and Serginho Dest. What can we expect from this squad at the upcoming World Cup? And what's the local football culture like in the US, where the MLS is growing fast? I spoke with a US men's national team legend, an American football journalist and a current USA international to find out. My name is Sam Verraalte and welcome to the Home of Football, a podcast powered by 433. Rolling it in, Shaq Moore cutting it back, Ariola knocked down, Ferreira's there! 3-0 United States! This is way up for the US. Let's start with the local football culture in the US. Claudio Reina was the USA captain when they achieved its biggest success at a World Cup, making it to the quarterfinals in 2002. After a successful career as a player in Europe and the US, he became a sporting director. Claudio Reina played a big role in the growth of New York City FC and left in 2019 to build up Austin FC. The Texan club became an instant success in its inaugural 2021 season, selling out all their home games. They subsequently made it to the MLS playoffs this year. Needless to say, Austin FC is one of the fastest growing clubs in a fast growing league. 
So, I called Claudio Reina to find out what's happening in MLS. Here's Claudio Reina on the recent growth of the American League. I think starting on the field, uh, the level has improved tremendously. And that's uh, with the investment and the support from ownership and to continue to bring in good players, but even more so in recent years, good young talent, not only from the international sort of recruitment, but domestically as well. There's been a big investment in MLS academies and a lot of youth talent has come through the system on the field. The level uh, has been fantastic. The stadiums that have been being built, the soccer specific stadium, as we say here in the U.S., because for many years when the league first started going back 25 years ago, the team are playing in American football stadiums, which isn't ideal because they're very big or they're artificial. And now the league continues to uh, increase the amount of stadiums that we have that create a great atmosphere. It's great for television, great environment inside the stadium. And so, you know, when you see these coming together, the, you know, the stadiums, the investment in players and also the continued investment in really, um, you know, good staff, coaches, um, performance staff, uh, recruitment in all areas, you know, we're catching up and continue to uh, improve and and you could see it you could see all the work that's happening across the league and you know really I would say probably if you really look at the last 10 years with all of that you know you feel that there's a real credibility that the league is getting and respect as well from you know football players around the world agents and other clubs and scouts that come watch our players which you know in all honesty didn't exist probably a decade ago so you know it's needs to continue to grow, um, but we're in a really good path. And in a short period of time, I don't think uh, there's a league in the world that's grown as as good and has become as strong as, as MLS. Yeah, and in which ways do you think the league can still improve? I think we still need to improve uh, coaching, especially in youth academies. We need to continue to provide good experiences for our youth players because you know, when you look at Europe, they have an advantage of being able to play just across borders against great teams and great clubs. Um, you know, a team from Holland and Germany and England and Spain and Portugal, they can all compete against each other. So we have to find ways to continue to give experiences to our youth players that prepare them for the next level. Um, and that's something that uh, we continue to explore and create a strategy uh, as a league. Um, you know, we have a, a with Mexico, a really good uh football country as a neighbor but we need more than that so you know what other experiences can we bring to our youth players because they need it the league average of the players has gotten younger every year from across the league and i think that's a good sign as well and hopefully we can continue the recent trend of being able to sell players because it's a big part of uh, all of our business models is to sell players to most likely europe you know and really all across the board i think you know it's 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 uh coaching you know more experience for our players our refereeing needs to get better and i think we just need to be open about it and i think that's that's something as as a league we are united well i think which is good you know we we, we do have meetings often about how do we improve the product on the field and you know we need to have honest conversations with this and and so we are we are improving, but we know, you know, we're competing against the rest of the world and there's great leagues and great countries. And to get to get better, we have to have best practices and really high standards and in, in everything we do. So, you know, but 
again, we also have to be proud because in, you know, in the five, 10, 15 years, you're looking back to where we are today, we are progressing, but we have to keep pushing. Of course, Austin FC is growing very fast, like selling out every game uh, in the first season, making it to the playoffs uh, second season. So how do you look back at the first years of the club so far as the sporting director? Yeah, very successful uh, launch of the club. It's just our second season. Um, and there's no doubt that Austin is a, a thriving uh, football city with an incredible fan base, supporters that are passionate about the team. You know, we've been building everything uh, on the football side from scratch, including the academy, uh, the first team. And next season, we start our second team that competes in MLS Next Pro. So still a lot of growth happening, but, uh, you know, very um, happy with where we're at. Uh, we have an identity of how we play, which is a big credit to our coach, Josh Wolf, And, um, you know, this year we're, we're in the Western Conference final. So we've been able to... Uh, also now uh, translate the off-field uh, enthusiasm and excitement onto the field. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been special really to, to see this all come together in such a short period. Um, incredible, passionate fans, educated as well about the game, um, who truly love the team and uh, are connected with it. And, you know, it's a big credit to our ownership group as well, because they've you know, as a club, you know, one of the goals we had was to really connect with the community. And we've really done that. And I think that's very important. Uh, when you look around the world, successful football clubs are very united with the community and what they do. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's what certainly I hear around town is that the fans really love what Austin FC has brought to the city. And, you know, we're really excited about the future. You know, it's just two years. We have to continue growing. We have to continue learning. But, uh, you know, it's absolutely a successful uh, couple of years for the club and so many people deserve credit. Yeah, that's a good segue because Austin FC recently started a partnership with uh, PSV Eindhoven. So in which ways do you think this will help the club? Yeah, in many different ways. You know, PSV is a similar club to, to Austin um, where, you know, for us, we felt they, from a youth development side, and especially Holland has got a incredible track track record and history of developing players for for decades, going back to the seventies and eighties, of course, with Ajax and Feyenoord and and PSV as well. So they have know how, they have experience, um, they've done it, you know. So for us to be able to visit their um, coaches and players and teams is a, is an advantage to understand the European world. We sent our under-17s already there in August. We're going to send our under-14s in, in March or April. Um, and really to understand better, you know, how they do things. And the partnership is is mostly focused on youth development, which includes everything in that area. Like I said, coaching, um, how do they, they work with players at 9, 10, 11 years old. And, you know, I felt it was important for us to have a partner like them they're very open-minded. Uh, we have a fantastic relationship with them. And in our off season, we plan on sending some players. Our head coach is going to visit and spend time with Ruud Van Nistelrooy. Um, really, you know, opening our, our minds and educating ourselves. I was fortunate enough to be in Europe and I understand the level there of coaching, of playing, of pressure, of intensity, of tactics. And, you know, they are, you know, leading the way in, in world football. So, for our staff here um, to be able to have a club like PSV 
you know, as, as a, as a partner is fantastic. And at the same time, you know, PSV sees, um, you know, Austin FC, but also America as an emerging club and, and country that for them is important as well to learn how we do things. And, you know, they love our competitive spirit in the United States. And, you know, there's many things as well that they've said that they can learn from us and our league and how we're doing things. So we're, we're really happy with that, that partnership. Cool, cool. Just come to think of it, a famous movie star is actually one of the co-owners of Austin FC, right? Matthew McConaughey. Uh, what's his involvement in the club like? Yeah, he I mean, he uh, sends texts, uh, you know, like when we win, he's a really proud supporter. He's visited the training ground. Uh, he's given motivational talks to our team, you know, and he's very much uh, an Austin FC supporter. He's local and uh, certainly many many fans around the globe identify with Matthew um, and Austin FC together. So yeah, it's great to have him as a fan, as a, as a supporter. And um, you know, he's rooting us on all the time. So from a day-to-day perspective, not as much, because like I said, he's really busy, but uh, he's always sending messages to uh, the head coach and myself and the players. And so you, you definitely feel his support. And so it's, it's great to have him. All right. Let's talk about the upcoming World Cup. The US is in Group B with England, Wales and Iran. This group actually has the highest average FIFA ranking, making it, on paper, the toughest group. The Americans have a promising young team, but their last two friendlies didn't go as planned, losing to Japan and drawing with Saudi Arabia. So, manager Greg Berhalter still has some work to do. Leander Schaarlakens is a renowned football journalist who currently writes for The Ringer. He's also working on a book about the US men's national team. I called him for this podcast. Here's Leander Schaarlakens on the state of the U.S. men's national team going into this World Cup. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. It's a very strange World Cup for this U.S. I think they, they just missed their first World Cup in 2018 uh, for the first time since 1986. So that was a big shock 
uh, American soccer believed that they had progressed to a point where that couldn't happen anymore, um, especially from the CONCACAF region. Um, and what that uh, debacle resulted in was kind of a reboot for the national team where it, it gave them an excuse and, and really a necessity to start rebuilding the national team with a very, very, very talented generation that's also extremely young. This U.S. is expected to go to Qatar with the youngest team there, certainly the most inexperienced team there. There will probably be only one team member, uh, DeAndre Yedlin, who is the second string right back, who has been to a World Cup at all. Um, and the same goes for the coaching staff, by the way. Um, and what we've seen with this young team is that for, for all of the talent, for all of the Christian Polisics and Gio Reynas and Yunus Musas and, and all these incredibly promising young players is that like all young teams, they're very unpredictable. There are days when everything clicks and they are a wonderful young team and they seem like they could really do something at the World Cup, survive the group stage, maybe even a little bit more than that. And then there are times like their last um, friendlies against Japan and Saudi Arabia where nothing was working and they were outplayed by – Japan is a pretty good team, but Saudi Arabia is not. And it, they just couldn't get anything together. And so American fans are very, very nervous about this World Cup because we just have no idea uh, what to expect. Hmm. You, you recently wrote an article about uh, Greg Berhalter and uh, the way the staff approaches this World Cup. And uh, you also wrote that some of the critique he's been getting is that his approach is maybe too dogmatic for, for this squad. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I, I think Greg Berhalter is, is in a tricky position because uh, th this is a young team that obviously needs a lot of structure. And, and that needs systems to, to be able to compete at the international level because the players are so inexperienced and because some of them don't play very much at the club level. Like Christian Pulisic, who ostensibly is, is the best player on the team or, or certainly the face of the team, just isn't getting on the field all that much for Chelsea and, and hasn't been for some time now. Um, so I think that Burhalter is trying to... Um, kind of remedy that problem by really creating a, a um, repeatable system and something that, that the players can hold on to um, when, when games are difficult, when situations are difficult. Um, but the issue there is that there have been a lot of injuries. And for instance, he likes to play uh, out of the back, but the defenders who are best at that, you know, have been injured or have been absent Um, in the same way that, that some of his midfield core, uh, Weston McKenney of Juventus, Tyler Adams of uh, Leeds United, and uh, Polisic, who often plays in a kind of 10 role, um, haven't actually gotten to play together for the national team very much because of injuries and because of, uh, of different problems. Um, so it's, he's kind of caught in a place where he's trying to bring structure to a team that needs it, but also that that structure isn't always working because he doesn't necessarily have the right players for it. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned the injuries. There are also players like uh, Pulisic, like you mentioned. Uh, Sergino Dest isn't playing a whole lot. What does that mean for the U.S. men's national team, that some of the more important players in the team or potentially more, most important players in the team are not getting regular playing time at their clubs? 
that is a problem that players like Serginho Dest, who even when he was at Barcelona was getting a lot more playing time than he is right now at, at AC Milan, which is ostensibly uh, a step back. Um, Pulisic, uh, Gio Reyna, you know, spends more than a year being injured all the time and is only now sort of getting back to full match fitness. And so every time he gets on the field, everybody just kind of crosses their fingers that he makes it off without getting hurt. So, so that's a concern as well, where you have the, the energy and the talent and the exuberance of a young team. Um, but when that is offset by club situations where guys just aren't playing as much as they need to be playing, um, th that's another concern and another X factor going into a World Cup that, that is full of um, variables as it is. Let's hear from one of the U.S. internationals as well. Kalena Costa is a 27-year-old defensive midfielder who plays for LAFC and has 52 caps for the U.S. He made his international debut in 2016. Here's Kalena Costa and what it meant to him when he got to represent his country. Oh, well, for starters, I, I didn't know I was starting until I think that day or the day before. So I was I was just super excited. I mean, for me, uh, I mean, I played a bunch of you know. Uh, youth national teams, but to, to represent your country at the senior level, I mean, it means everything. I think that was just a dream come true for me. I, I had butterflies. I was a, I had a bit of nerves. Uh, I was excited, but uh, I think for me, it was one of those things where it was like a first step into my journey. Yeah. So of course, uh, football or soccer, as you call it in the US, is not the number one sport in the country. So uh, how did you get involved with the sport? Yeah, I mean, it was it was my first sport. And I just fell in love with the game right away. I, I think I, at a young age, I excelled. And so, you know, when you're good at something, um, you, you enjoy it a little bit more. So I think uh, I got to give my, my family a lot of credit. Um, and uh, for me, it was just about just learning and growing. I mean, I had a local team, uh, the Dallas Burn at the time. So I was able to go to games to really see the professional environment, um, you know, watch players um, that I aspire to be. And from then on, I kind of continually grew and I started watching other leagues, um, started watching like the Barcelona's, the Chelsea's, the Man United's um, and uh, Real Madrid's. And I just, you know, I just fell in love with the sport and I was like, this is something that I want to do. And um, it's for me, it was just like, OK, this is something I want to pursue that I just got to continue at it. Cool. Cool. So you've been a vital part of the team that won two Gold Cups and the CONCACAF Nations League. Do you think you'll make the, the squad, the World Cup squad? I mean, I hope so. I hope you don't know until you know. I mean, you're definitely optimistic. Like, uh, you know, you, you're in the good graces of the coach that you played well and, you know, he can count on you. And and um, but you, you just don't know. I think it's it's a bit nerve wracking for everyone. Right. Because it's it's the, the world's biggest tournament at the biggest stage. And um, and I mean, for all of us, it's 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 a childhood dream to play not even for your national team, but playing a World Cup. Um, so from from my standpoint, yeah, I mean, I, I hope I'm there, but you don't know until you know. But for me, I mean, I want to just take it all in, step on the field, enjoy the moment and, you know, make my country proud. It's all our hard work and, you know, all the trainings and meetings and the qualifications patience to get to this point i mean it wasn't easy it wasn't an easy road but you know now at this point where it's it's the world cup and it's something that you know that will be with us for the rest of our lives so we really got to enjoy it for each each and every game and treat every game like a final i mean we're not going there just to be you know participants we want to compete um you know first and foremost get out of group and then from then on i mean i mean it's anyone's game
Yes, exactly. So, of course, there's a, uh, it's a tough group with England, Wales and uh, Iran. Uh, what do you think the chances are of the U.S. team in this group? Yeah, I think it's definitely positive. Um, but obviously, we gotta we gotta bring it every every single game because these are you know tough teams, and uh, I mean no team should be taken lightly. Um, and um, yeah, I mean it's the World Cup is a different beast. I mean whatever we faced before, it's totally different. I think, although like we want to play exciting and beautiful football, but sometimes these games may not be the case, and we got to figure out ways to. Um, adapt to what the game brings us and figure out ways to win adapt and conquer and i think uh, you know we have a we have a great squad that you know that can figure out ways to to do that on the field but now it's about not just talking but just executing i also asked claudio reina what his best advice is for the young american players going into this world cup here's claudio really enjoy it. it 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 comes and goes so fast that's what i always tell everybody you know so you know make sure You prepare yourself, um, you play for the team, um, you know, at any moment, uh, any player is going to be needed and to really, you know, every minute really enjoy it, be focused, um, you know, and, and, and have no fear. I think that's the most important advice I can give. And I think that's uh, at least what I tell, you know, my son, who's uh, one of the players on the team is, you know, just enjoy it. You know, you got to have fun um give everything as well for your country it's a it's a special feeling that is hard to describe until you actually walk out um for a game because you know it's the only time really where um the entire world is watching you play there's no other game on tv um so you have to you know enjoy the moment um you know it's every kid's dream to play in a world cup so Yeah, have fun, be fearless and and enjoy the moment because uh, they are special, uh, you know, times in your life and career. The next World Cup after Qatar in 2026 will be held in the US, Canada and Mexico. So, a lot of American football fans feel like the upcoming World Cup in Qatar is the ultimate test case for the US men's national team. They are already looking past this World Cup and at the 2026 tournament they will host. It's more important for them that the team is at its peak then. Here's Leander Schaarlakens. Four years is a very, very long time in football, right? But at the same time, these guys are so young and they're so inexperienced that this almost feels like kind of a general rehearsal um, for the for the 2026 when all of these guys are going to be in their prime and, and assuming that everybody's career progresses well, it does feel to me like um like a bit of a a practice world cup even though that that might seem a little harsh and <laughs> a world cup is still a world cup and and expectations will be that they uh or the demand will be that they make it out of the group stage i, I do think a, a lot of um people that pay close attention to this team are, are also looking ahead to 26. Here's Claudio Reina on what he expects the 2026 World Cup will do for the development of football culture in the US. I think it'll be a huge leap forward again. Um, we had the World Cup in 94. I was part of that team, but that was really new. And that was uh, sort of this nation that still was growing with the sport and wasn't getting a lot of media attention. That's totally different now. So I'd imagine it's going to be it's going to be massive. Um, it's going to, you know, bring the sport really to a whole new platform um 
you know, to have all the best teams and players in, in, in the world, in the United States, of course, in Mexico and Canada, competing is going to be great for our fans, for the next generation of fans. I think you'll see, you know, also not an immediate effect, uh, but you will see it in 5, 10, 15 years after the 2026 World Cup because we're going to have, you know, more players who want to play, uh, more players who want to dream to play in MLS and in Europe and and represent the, the United States. So it's uh, it's going to be amazing. You know, the media coverage is going to be huge. Um, I would expect there's going to be significant investment and continued investment into the sport, which is very important for us to continue to grow. So, you know, the the parallel growth of, of MLS together with the World Cup coming here is just going to, you know, take the sport to a whole new level. And I kind of like I said before, you know, we haven't hit our ceiling at all yet as a country. We're on a wave and the wave is growing and it's and it's moving. And, you know, when I grew up, you know, I honestly would say I didn't even know if soccer would make it in this country. And that's long gone now. It's it's uh, absolutely here to stay and and not only just stay, but really grow and and become a real power in, in American sports. And as you know, we compete against other big American sports. And I do think after the World Cup, um, you know, my my hope and wish is that we are in the same conversations as NFL, NBA, uh, and Major League Baseball. And there's no doubt it'll happen. And uh, I think 2026 will just be, you know, another another major step for the sport in our country. But first, let's see how far this young, energetic team will go at the World Cup in Qatar. I want to thank Claudio Reina, Leander Schaarlakens and Kellen Acosta for their interviews. Follow this podcast to never miss an episode. And if you want to have early access to our podcast episodes, download the 433 app. It's free and our podcast episodes are published there a week earlier than on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. All right. My name is Sam van Raalte. Thank you for listening. And on to the next story in the home of football. Hi, guys. Frankie here. I just filmed the podcast with 433. I'm Ref Ferdinand. I'm Mario Götze. My name is Clarence Cedar. Hi, I'm Sunil Chetri. I just finished my podcast with 433. Hi, 433 fans. It's Don Robbie in the building, right? And we are here for a great podcast. I want you to check it out. Hi, 433. I am Fabrizio Romano. Check out my story on the podcast. It was a great pleasure. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.